Season 3, Episode 45 here on the Weekend Main Feed, where uh, we, we have kind of a, a first, well, a couple of firsts, actually. Um, we, I have an episode artwork now. Um, if you can't really make out the episode artwork, I mean, aside from the usual logo that you would see, but now this particular episode has, looks like the back end of a car, um, and it's, uh, it's like a Honda Fit. Um, well, there's a story about, about the, the, the picture. That's why we have it as the episode artwork, um, especially about the fact that it's a Fit Beaver. I'll just leave it that there. Um, my insane Florida nephew will explain in probably far too much detail. Um, so, and speaking of my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Cuero, um, it, it was time for maybe a little updating. So we decided to uh, give him a new theme song. Uh, we've been sitting under the Florida sun, the sunshine tree for I don't know how many years. And I, I will probably still use the intro sometime in the future, but I decided it's time to update. So what better way to... Um, you know, since, you know, he, he, he's, he's um, older, he's wiser, he's a dad, you know, he's becoming more responsible, he has a new job. So let's, let's give him a much more uh, macho intro, and what better than the Blue Oyster Cult and, uh, with, with, with Florida Man. So that, that, that's kind of a new thing also. Um, so, you know, it, it's you know, time to change the, the furnishings around for the podcast, you know, kind of make it a little fresher, Okay. Um, mainly because I'm just getting bored with it. That's why. <clears throat> but trust me, I never get bored with all the stupidity. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Because it's a great big stupid world On a dirt clod out in space Where it stops nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Welcome to Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World, and I am Insane Eric Lane. And uh, I'm in a perpetual state of insanity most of the time, which is why doing this podcast is uh, pretty cathartic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's our weekend feed. If you are trying us out for the very first time, uh, you should know there are two feeds every week. This is kind of the feature feed. And then there's the bonus feed where I have my insane week in review and the genius awards for all the stupendous stupidity. But uh, on this particular feed that comes out every Saturday, it's uh, the, the I, I would say probably the main feed that uh, <clears throat> features my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, which you'll be hearing from in the next segment. More stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And, of course, we'll have our round of the insane game show that, of course, it's always fun to play along. People actually do. By the way, hope you have uh, decided maybe by the time I finish listening to this, I want to subscribe so I can get my stupid fix every week with new episodes delivered every time they're published. So that's what that little subscribe button is for if you're listening on your podcast feed. And I recommend, by the way, Podcast Addict. I like that. I love that podcast app on your phone. 
definitely check it out. All right. Uh, but if you are using, let's say, maybe your Facebook uh, uh, app, um, you can, if you, if you have uh, your Facebook app and you go to my uh, Facebook page at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook, you'll find that there's a podcast tab there on your mobile app that you can subscribe to there. I'm also on Substack as well, ericlane.substack.com. Of course, there is the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. You can download the Telegram Messenger app and subscribe on that channel and get some real-time updates. And I also post some of the actual links from the stories that uh, we talk about here on both this uh, weekend feed and the bonus feed. Um, you can see kind of what we're talking about because usually there's pictures and videos of all the stupidity. You can go to t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, get a preview of that channel and even download the Telegram app to your desktop or mobile device for whatever platform you're on. And I hope you'll also visit my website, InsaneEricLane.com, or follow me on social media, uh, at, on Facebook or Twitter, at InsaneEricLane, uh, which is also, you'll see the feeds on my uh, website there as well. So we wouldn't want you to miss one moment of stupidity. Okay? Now, we have talked about many different stupid things on this podcast over the years, and the most common having to do with some form of flatulence, whether you're selling your flatulence or having a problem with flatulence because you've eaten too much sushi or something like this. I don't know. Uh, but in this case, uh, now we're going to talk about flatulence as something that we're just a little, well, shy about. Yes, maybe you've lied to your doctor on a few things, or maybe left something out about your health. Well, there's a survey in over there in England asking the British to name embarrassing symptoms that they've never told their doctor about. And one of the most uh, <laughs> topics, I guess, they got the most votes, excessive flatulence you know, those Brits, they're, they're very subdued and, well, they don't like talking about flatulence. 34% of them say they'd never mention it to their doctor, even if they were passing a severe amount of gas. Another 15% said uh, that they'd wait at least two weeks before saying anything to their doctor. So that's like 49% total of who just keep on cooking up air biscuits and hoping it would stop. A few more potentially serious symptoms we'd be too embarrassed to mention would include odd bowel movements or bladder control issues, any kind of below-the-belt swelling. Of course, it really helps, though, if uh, you have a doctor that has a sense of humor. <clears throat> so, by the way, there is a, well, a full list, and, well, some is pretty... Um, well, revealing, let's just say that, which we'll have to post on that Telegram channel so you can get the full brunt of what folks just are a little too shy to talk to their doctor about. You know, like, uh, well, possibly this. Thanks for waiting. So what brings you in here today? Oh, yes, I see. Or should I say I hear? <laughs> let's take a little look-see. Or should I say let's take a listen? <laughs> oh, just relax. Totally natural. Just your body's air traffic control system. Let me turn on the fan. 
I mean, you definitely don't want to be going through an airport with the TSA patting you down with excessive flatulence, that's for sure. But um, the TSA actually just released their annual list of their top 10 catches from this past year. Flatulence, thankfully, I don't think was on it. However, there is some well, unusual assortments of, uh, you know, the typical stuff like guns and weapons. But there was this one one item that <clears throat> really stood out. S somebody tried to fly out of Hobby International Airport in Texas with a meth burrito. I'm not sure if that gives you gas. <laughs> but that's exactly what it sounds like. Crystal meth. That was inside a breakfast burrito. And believe it or not, this isn't the first time this has happened. There was a different meth burrito arrest back in 2016. But some of the other strange things the TSA found in 2021 include bullets that were placed inside deodorant, a meat cleaver, a chainsaw, a firearm belt buckle, a wine holder shaped like a gun. Of course, these are just um, the strangest illegal things that they've confiscated. Uh, they surely found some even, well, <clears throat> weirder stuff whenever they were digging through the bags trying to figure out what was flagging their security scans. By the way, uh, the TSA also confiscated nearly 5,700 firearms at checkpoints last year. That's the highest number ever recorded in a single year since the agency's inception. I don't know. It doesn't give me any more confidence in flying. I think I'm still going to continue to drive, you know? Well, I don't know about you, but if somebody says that you're around a 6 on a scale of 1 to 10, would you consider that an insult or a compliment? Well, I'd say for me it's at least above average, right? There was a recent poll that was out that found, well, that's what the average man rates himself, a 6. Yeah, I'd probably give myself a 6, too. Technically, it's a 5.9 out of 10. And only men were polled, not women. 42% said that they're happy with the way they look overall. I, I mean, I'm kind of happy with the way I look overall. You can always tell if a man's on the level when his bubble's in the middle. It's not a big bubble. It's just a nice bubble. It also found 62% of men wish they were taller. Well, I'm basically six feet, so I'm kind of like the average height. But the top things they're insecure about are their weight or lack of muscle tone, See, with, or their abs, or maybe their lack of abs. For me, I don't have a problem that I don't have a six-pack. I have a two-liter. Two <laughs> Some people also are insecure about their teeth or their hair, or maybe their <clears throat> lack of hair. But, I don't know, too bad the average guy is really actually a 5.9 on a scale of 110. I don't know. But, I mean, are, are you also maybe guilty of overestimating your hotness? Well, I have a list. Signs that you're not as attractive as you think. Yeah, for instance, uh, maybe here's a, a, a good telltale sign. Your audition tape for America's Next Top Model was a big hit with the producers of America's Funniest Videos. Or when you ask the Sephora employee what you'd look best in, she says, darkness. Or after you post your duck face on social media, everybody praises how much you actually resemble a duck. 
Another thing that probably would be a good sign you're not as attractive as you think, the most attractive thing in your nature selfie is that fungus that's growing on the trees behind you. Or the thanks to the skinny jeans and the tight shirt you're wearing, people mistake you for Matthew McConaughey, you know, from Dallas Buyers Club. Or your bikini turns lots of heads and even a lot more stomachs. Another sign you may not be as attractive as you think, when you buy condoms, the cashier says, you know those aren't balloons, right? Or Victoria's secret is that you buy their thongs. <laughs> or you always wear tight shirts that show off your chest hair, which is really kind of unladylike. And finally, a sign you're definitely not as attractive as you think, Madonna begs you to stop posing topless. I haven't gotten that memo from her yet. Yeah, well, there's a lot of issues <clears throat> that neighbors deal with, mainly, you know, watching their next-door neighbor mow the grass without a shirt. <coughs> but maybe, I don't know, was this maybe too harsh of a stance? There was a judge outside of Detroit catching some heat online after threatening to throw a cancer patient in jail because he hasn't been keeping up with his yard work. Yeah, the, the neighbors apparently were complaining the guy was violating a city ordinance. And he had a Zoom hearing about the issue. Now, the dude has got lymphoma, and you can actually hear the guy struggle to breathe in the video. His son was on the call with him and said that he's been out of uh, the country, so he hasn't really been able to help he said that his dad's been really too sick to do it himself. The judge's name, by the way, is Alexis Crott, and uh, she did not seem to care much about any of this. She saw a picture of the alley behind his house with weeds everywhere and told the guy he should be ashamed of himself. She said she'd throw him in jail if she could, but she decided to fine him 100 bucks instead. Over 35,000 people have now signed a petition to have the judge fired. Actually, here's the judge herself, Alexis G. Crott, scolding this elderly, cancer-ridden, sick man, Burham Chowdhury. That is shameful. <laughs> if I could give you jail time on this, I would. You better get that cleaned up. That is totally inappropriate. I am very sick, man. That is shameful. The neighbors should not have to look at that. You should be ashamed of yourself. She's a real peach, isn't she? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll sign the petition, too, moron. Jeez. Well, I mean, threatening a, a guy with lymphoma who can barely breathe to get out there and cut the weeds? Come on. I don't know. Um, did, did you happen to see the recent study also that was actually covered on a previous episode of the podcast that found that all cats are psychos? I think this judge was a psycho. Well, think about this, though. If, if cats were humans, though, and they had the same personality traits as cats, you know, you know, if, if you were to trans, transpose the personality traits from cats to humans, trust me, they'd be considered psychopaths, okay? Well, here's another more anecdotal evidence of that. There's a 52-year-old woman in Omaha, Nebraska. She had to call 911 because one of, her ta one of her cats attacked her, and it wouldn't stop beating up on her, or it wouldn't stop beating up on the other cat, so she tries to separate them, and she, she tells this cat she's threatening to give the cat a time out. <laughs> no, really. 
she, she tells the cat she was going to put it in its room. I'm going to put you in your room if you don't stop messing with this other cat. Well, that's when the cat kind of flew off the handle and went after her. She was eventually able to corral the cat into a bedroom and shut the door, but she didn't get out of it unscathed. Paramedics had to take her to a hospital with multiple claw marks. The wounds all ended up being superficial, thankfully. The Humane Society took the cat in. Now, not really clear if she wants that cat back or not. I would vote not. Yeah, time to get a hamster. You know, I like this. I mean, the cat was a real jerk, right? But cats are supposed to be jerks. They're cats, right? Well, these two idiots were jerks. And if they weren't so cheap, they actually might be free and clear right now. See, back on New Year's Eve, these uh, two tourists were down in Key West, Florida. They were caught on video vandalizing a popular tourist attraction. There's this uh, 12-foot-tall concrete buoy, which marks the southernmost point in the continental U.S. Now, if you've been there, you've probably seen it, probably got a picture with it. It's painted different colors, and it says that you're standing just 90 miles from Cuba. Well, they decided to torch it. Yeah, they found an old Christmas tree someone left on the street and dragged it next to the buoy and set the thing on fire. Well, of course, they got caught, namely because the bartender that served them that night saw the footage and recognized those jerks as, oh, they're those idiots that didn't leave a tip. Uh-huh. Cops checked the bar security video and definitely confirmed that was the same guys. 21-year-old Skylar Jacobson and 22-year-old David Perkins. The bar's general manager found their names by <clears throat> looking through the receipts. And he got an extra dig in by telling the local news that there was lots of footage of them hitting on girls and getting rejected which is what most guys try to do when they go down to Key West, I guess. I don't know. The concrete buoy has uh, actually since been restored, but they are now both facing charges for criminal mischief with damages over 1000 bucks. D David actually turned himself in. Skyler also agreed to surrender, but uh, it's not clear if he actually has yet. Maybe he has by the time the podcast is out and he's been made a complete fool of on uh, you know local TV, I guess. I don't know. Definitely, uh, they got busted. Yeah, well, take a listen to this guy, also from Florida. He's from Jacksonville, where my insane Florida nephew lives. This guy uses a radar gun and turned the tables on a cop. He busts a cop who is speeding in a school zone. Vehicle 1039, 1039, JSO, 36 miles per hour, busted. How you doing? 36 miles per hour in a 15 mile per hour zone. I could believe I was hitting my brakes to come up to it. The mine is right there at the school. I don't want to cause an accident. You need to get off the road. I'm on the sidewalk, dude. You're busted, man. Okay, now the speed limit was like 15 miles an hour, but the officer was doing about 36. The cop even stops in the street, backs up, blocks traffic, and then tells the guy, get off the street, <clears throat> even though he's on the sidewalk. The guy posts the video online. Of course, it goes viral. The guy is on the side of the road <clears throat> with a radar detector, and it clocks the sheriff's car doing 21 miles over the limit. The cop sees him. He stops, hits the flashers, puts it in reverse, comes back and asks, what's up? The guy tells him how fast he was going. The officer says he tried to hit his brakes. The guy says, you're busted, man. So the cop leaves. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I love it <clears throat> when karma 
goes your way. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, karma wasn't so lucky <coughs> for a couple of roommates. Some criminals, you know, get their weapons on the black market, right? Some criminals just go to the local Michael's craft store. There were these two female roommates in Florida. They got themselves arrested after allegedly perpetrating a glitter attack on a guy, a male victim. Police said that 29-year-old Sarah Franks and 27-year-old Caitlin O'Donovan were outside this man's residence about 3 in the morning and started arguing with him while he was out standing on his fenced-in balcony. Now, it's unclear what they were actually arguing about, but they started throwing glitter at the guy. One of the women jumped the fence and threw more glitter at him. Then she made her way into his apartment, opened the front door so the other woman could enter, and then they threw more glitter at the guy. Then they ran off. Cops later found them. Of course, they knew they found the right women because there was a trail of glitter leading to their vehicle. And both uh, roommates uh, were hit with a felony charge. Felony charge. Yeah, burglary with assault or battery. With glitter. Yeah, watch out, folks. If you got glitter, don't use it aggressively. You'll get a felony. Oh... Yeah, they had some sparkling personality for sure. Well, I, I love this. This this is okay, and I got to tell you a little personal story here. I've got about I've been I've been around the block a few times, right? And I'm a I'm I'm an audiophile, obviously working in radio. I've got a nice wall of CDs, but I also have a nice collection of vinyl, which started back in high school, of course, you know, and. I love playing records. I would play records. I have had a record player for the longest time. Now, I um, haven't used it much. Probably should start using it, but I have one of these direct drive linear tracking turntables. You know, I'm very, I mean, I keep all my record albums, you know, in their sleeves and, you know, all this kind of thing. And, you know, over the time, you know, we've gone from vinyl to CDs to MP3s to streaming, and now streaming seems to be all the rage nowadays. But, you know, music formats of yesteryear really haven't given up the ghost quite yet because according to MRC Data, which has been tracking music since 1991, they've released their annual report. And guess what? 2021 was a game-changing year. First, sales of compact discs jumped from 40.2 million units in 2022 to 40.6 million in 2021. That was the first time such sales have increased a year over year since 2004, according to Music Watch. Now, making even the bigger waves, but were, were the vinyl albums. Now, the sales of vinyl albums, which really peaked back in the mid-1980s before the cassette tapes and CDs took over, vinyl sales volume jumped 50.4% in 2021, with 41.7 million vinyl album units sold, making it the first time in MRC's 30-year tracking history that the sale of vinyl albums actually outpaced that of CDs. You know? And the funny thing is, my, my, my son now is in a vinyl listening club. Yeah, hey, Dad, we're going to go to listen to some vinyl at a friend's house. Oh, really? I got like 500 pieces at my house here. I mean, every day is a vinyl listening club at my house. He wanted, he comes to me, honest to Pete, comes up to me and goes, <clears throat> Hey, uh, Dad, can I uh, 
Can I ask you a favor? Can I borrow some of your vinyl? <laughs> this is really true. And I'm like, what do you want? Well, I'd like to hear that U2 War album, you know? Of course, I really blew his mind. I have the U2 War album, the original, on vinyl, and all the other older U2 stuff on vinyl, the originals. But I also asked him if he's ever heard of half-speed mastered vinyl. Well, of course he did not. Well, I, I, well half-speed mastered vinyl is, is a little different. Now that you still play the vinyl at 33.5 RPMs, okay? But the way they do half-speed mastered vinyl, see, is whenever they cut the mold for the vinyl record. They cut the mold at half speed. So therefore the cut of the sound of the music is more precise because the cutting lathe takes more time and has a more precise cut on the mold. Then they use virgin vinyl, not recycled vinyl, but virgin vinyl, which has a higher quality. And they put that in the mold and voila, you have got a perfectly preserved pre precision cut record. It is wonderful. It just has a warmth about it you'll never understand. Well, I happen to have, well, point of no return and left overture from Kansas on half-speed mastered virgin vinyl. Well, I gave that to him also. I said, here, take this to your vinyl club. Yeah, okay, and check it out. He sends me a text, and all of his friends are just like blown away at this U2 war album. And I told him, you can thank your father for the cool factor, okay? This old, or I should say, new old music medium, well, it can be a bit confusing, you know, for some people. I know. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's, here's something that might answer all the questions you might have about where to get a start on your own record collection. I want to get into vinyl, but I can't figure out where to download it. You need to visit The Record Store. Cool! Is that .com or .net? Neither. The Record Store is a brick-and-mortar location. Ooh, brick-and-mortar. Very trendy. Once inside The Record Store, you'll find stacks and stacks of wax that you can easily flip through. You mean scroll through? No, just use your index finger to search for the album you'd like to purchase. Found it! The new Billie Eilish! Now what? Just walk up to the counter and pay the bald guy with the gray ponytail wearing the Clash t-shirt non-ironically who'll turn up his nose and scoff at your selection. Great! Where's the QR code for Venmo? Don't be silly. The record store only accepts cash. Cash? Where do I download that? You can't. You need to visit the bank. But that's another commercial for another time. The record store. Located in a strip mall three towns over from where you live. Of course, one thing that you may notice, though, Nobody's interested in bringing back the eight-track tape. What's up with that? I mean, what's not to love about vinyl, really? You know, well, one scratch and it's virtually useless. I mean, I knew a guy in college. He was such a vinyl file, you might call him. Every vinyl record he would play, he would put the vinyl, the 12-inch vinyl, on his turntable. Then he would spritz it with photographic developing fluid. Now, I'm serious. He used so much photographic developing fluid on his albums, the labels were faded. But check this out. He would spritz the, the album, and you'd see the little beads of the photo, the, the developing fluid on the, on the record. He would set the needle on there, and I guess the developing fluid helped to lubricate the vinyl so that the needle glided through it and it didn't wear down the grooves. 
I'm not that crazy, but still, pretty cool though. I'm telling you, all of his all of his music just sounded unbelievable. It's like the band was right there in the room playing. You know, it's just crazy. Imagine that. You know, well, imagine this. I don't know. Maybe if other women out there do this, but there's a teacher in Kentucky that's blowing up on TikTok because she always does her hair and makeup at night instead of in the morning. Huh? No, no, she didn't think about this. She's got to wake up really early for school. She's not really much of a morning person. So she does everything before bed and goes to sleep like that. Then, well, she can just wake up and go, right? A lot of women were leaving comments saying, well, it's bad for your skin. But she says that she's been doing it for over a decade and has never had breakouts. She says she's always, she takes her makeup off as soon as she gets home. So she's really not wearing it 24 seven. She also did a follow-up after people claimed that you can't brush your teeth with makeup on. Well, guess what? She did. Oh, here's the audio, by the way, from the video. I'm truly fascinated by this logic because so many people have said, if you're wearing makeup, you can't brush your teeth. Since when? You just brush your teeth. The makeup is on your face, but the toothbrush is in your mouth. So you brush the teeth. You don't brush the face. That's how it works for me. I hope it works for you, too. She must be a back sleeper. You know, because if you sleep on your side, I mean, wouldn't you get your rouge and your face paint and stuff on the pillow? And I don't know. I just that, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. But here's something that I well, I probably won't have to worry about this either because I'm not uh, I'm not Drake. But this story is insane and pretty kind of hard to believe, frankly. But it's out there kind of hilarious, so I may as well address it, but there's this Instagram model that claims she ended up with hot sauce in her lady parts after a sexual encounter with Drake, and she's thinking about suing him. But now here's how the hot sauce ended up on her burrito, allegedly. Drake was smart enough, you see, he uses a condom. Okay. And after he's done, well, he went to the bathroom to throw it out. And after he came out, the woman, supposedly, went back in there, picked it up out of the trash, and used it to try to get herself pregnant. And you're thinking, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, there's people out there that would try that. Well, that didn't feel so good for her. See, she screams. Drake runs into the bathroom to find out what's going on. And... Well, that's where he admitted, well, he emptied a hot sauce packet into the condom to kill all of the little Drakes and Drakeettes. Hmm. Like I said, fun, but pretty far-fetched. Well, Drake appeared to address the story on Instagram. He posted a couple of pics of himself and said, you can have your 15 minutes of fame. I'll take the other 23 hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> that is un. Real. You know, sometimes when you have sex with the wrong person, it kind of burns when you pee. You know, <laughs> gosh, who knew? Who knew that uh, that, that person was, uh, was just a hot sauce lover? You know, it's fun when things get red hot in the bedroom, but not Frank's red hot. No. <laughs> well, you know, frankly, it serves her freaking right. Okay. If that's really what she did. It serves her right. Another instance where karma really had a great time playing itself out. Well, here's something that's playing out that may not be so much fun. Fox News 
is reporting that the Centers for Disease Control is issuing a warning about an outbreak of salmonella that was actually tied to pet bearded dragons. Now, I don't have a bearded dragon. I would probably never get away with having one because my wife thinks that they're awful. And in this investigation notice, I guess the CDC said there have been 44 illnesses and 15 hospitalizations reported around 25 states. They said in the warning, bearded dragons can carry salmonella germs in their droppings, even if they look healthy and clean. These, uh, and trust me, I know all about salmonella poisoning, all right? I've ha I had salmonella poisoning thanks to a contaminated pulled pork from a raven that somebody was raising and brought the thing to the pulled pork dinner. And a whole, me like about 90 people that were there came down sick. Well, anyway, yeah, these germs can spread from the bodies of these bearded dragons and anything in the area where they live in Rome. And you can get sick from touching your bearded dragon or anything in its environment, then touching your mouth and swallowing salmonella germs. So be careful. If you got a bearded dragon, you might want to handle that with care. I don't know. Have you ever tried washing your bearded dragon? I don't know. Well, anyway, in the interest of public safety, I think maybe I should dedicate part of this podcast to warn you about the dangers of petting your lizard. You could get very sick from petting your lizard. Do not touch your bearded dragon, or you might contract salmonella poisoning. The CDC reports outbreaks in eight states from people suffering from... Reptile dysfunction. That's right, these reptiles carry salmonella germs in their droppings. So avoid kissing or snuggling with your bearded dragon. Nobody wants to experience reptile dysfunction. This information is very impotent. I mean, important. Be sure to wash your hands after touching your lizard so you don't suffer from RD. Reptile dysfunction. It's a great big stupid world. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, -E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E.
now we are we're dealing with Poncho Approved. Is this uh, you approve of the of the podcast or, or what, what's what's the deal? Yeah, well, you know, the I do. So I think I was saying it's like a stamp of approval, right? Like, you know, a lot of the like products have, um, yeah. you know, like, I don't know, like, you know, like, like a stamp of authenticity of approval. Like mom um, test, you know, you get exactly, you know, you get like nine out of ten dentists. You know, I want to be the temp dentist, but I also <laughs> want to be the name on the approval stamp. So yeah, okay, I don't know if you right. can have it both ways, but Poncho certified and approved. <laughs> That's it. Actually, no, a Poncho approved is because apparently they my background check cleared today, so I I, I will be putting it two weeks in and moving into oh. uh, I guess a different company and. Um, I'm more nervous. I'm excited, but I'm more. I feel more nervous as as you kind of you feel like like it's like this illusion of I guess um, like safety. You know, being uh-huh. kind of like removed from underneath you, even though it's like it's not. That's not the case. Um, but well, see, you've got to prove yourself all over again now. Yes, that is. Um, uh, but you know, I'm hoping where the poncho approve like the, the approval. Thing. That, that hopefully the stamp does enough talking for me anyway. <laughs> so, mm. Well, this will be good. So now we, we this gives you an opportunity to kind of like maybe turn over a new leaf and be a different person to this new company. See, so that, that's the nice thing about going to different companies. You can leave your old persona at the old company and kind of develop a new persona at the new company. Oh, well, I mean, I like the old persona. Oh. <laughs> maybe the new persona, maybe that's going to be a bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the, the nice thing is, you know, it's always it's always a fresh, it kind of like, you know, clearing the, the, the counter, you know, starting all over yeah. again, you know. Oh, yeah. Which, which I, you know, good. I will say sometimes I'm kind of moving, moving away from this a little bit because I've, I've got a couple stories here for you. Um Sometimes when we do this podcast, like part of it kind of becomes a part of my life later, um, <laughs> kind of like the like the venison whiskey. And I was realizing <laughs> this past week that hey, this is a story we talked about a couple of weeks ago. That Versace model, yeah. Um, I think that I'm thinking that my son, little little Poncho, he's yeah. gonna. I think he's gonna be a model when he grows up. You think he, or so? He's at least gonna be looking young. I I, I will say for for years. To well. Come. If that's the case, he would be following in his grandfather's footsteps. Is that is that so? Well, you know, I don't. Uh, maybe I should elaborate more before I um, <laughs> before you, you, you realize, start throwing my dad you, into this. But you realize, yes, it was your dad that was actually in a J.C. Penney catalog. Oh, I know that is. Um, but the, the, what I'm getting at is, I've realized that little Poncho now finds it hilarious to stand up and pee in the tub. <laughs> so, just like this Versace model we talked about, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's he's now started to try to drink the bath water too." So he's gone into both moisturizing and consuming. I I, I will say though, you know, heavily diluted. You know, it's a full bath, but I, I think that that might count <laughs> when it comes to you know he's following well, in, in um I guess on the shoulder of giants in the in the modeling industry right now. So. Well. Uh, you know, it's either that or maybe he's just trying to get a head start so he doesn't pick up COVID. <laughs> I well, I would tell you, Mrs. Poncho is not a fan, um, at least. So, <laughs> I, and I'm trying. Like, I, I think I've just stopped. I'm like, I I'm not going to be. I try to not have them do it, but 
Mrs. If I give Poncho it attention, it's just going to make him want to do it more. So, Mrs. Mrs. Poncho may have to start researching the nutritional value of urine. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, uh, if any of us here were to research that, it would probably be me more than anyone else. <laughs> in, in, in my attempts to slowly turn into Bear Grylls or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes well uh, as long as he's doing something like that i think you're going to be safe he's not going to do anything as as um careless as maybe taking a um a, a pan of brownies to the wrong people as our first story talks about him today. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of story that the headline writes itself like i don't even need to say the story the punchline's already right there from the get-go. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I kind of wanted to just jump right minute, in. The minute I saw this story, I'm like, he's picking this one. He's going to pick course, this yeah. one. I'll, I'll give you the headline on this before I jump in because it's just – I don't want to bury the lead, and it's just too good. A guy's mom accidentally took his pot brownies to a local senior center. So – with that out there, we'll get into the story. It's it's a 46-year-old guy, so already we know that he really needs to get his own place, right? Um, yes. <laughs> but sadly, it sounds like that place might be a jail cell. Yeah. His name is Michael Coranda. He works as an elementary school music teacher in oh South Dakota. And, oh, and he lives with his 73-year-old mom, Irene. Now, oh, I'm noticing gosh. the wording here, right? He lives with his mom. Not like, I, I understand, you know, with, as parents get older, you're like, hey, look, yeah. come live with me. But they didn't say that his mom lived with him. Right, right. In, in the basement kind of vibes. Well, you know? already, we, we've got, we've, we, we've already got a, a full load right here. We've got a music teacher a public an elementary school teacher who's living with oh, the yeah. elderly mother so right there alone that's that's the, the heaviest part of the story right there <laughs> I, I kind of feel like a certain sense of like like um i, I don't know like relief for the guy because <laughs> i i would probably take a jail cell over going back to school and letting all <laughs> like all the students knowing that i live with my mom yeah. and make pop brownies you yeah, like because look, I've been in middle school before, and those kids can oh. be mean. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Well, one night he makes this big pan of brownies before bed. Then Irene, his mom, found them the next morning, and you know, like the lovely lady she is, she decides to take them to a card game at her local senior center. <laughs> <laughs> but what Irene didn't realize was that they were very strong pop brownies. Now, again, sometimes adjectives add like very strong. Yes. <laughs> that tells me um, that this is going to only get better from here. Um, <laughs> Michael, he had just gotten back from a trip to Colorado where he picked up a bunch of THC butter. <laughs> and he cooked half a pound of it into the brownies. I will, yeah, brownies take a lot of butter. I don't know if you want to yeah. bake the whole thing with just <laughs> THC butter. But sounds like the, sounds like the guy made his brownies the way Paula Dean would make her brownies. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! So nine one one, he started uh, getting well. They they started getting calls around eight p.m. Uh, reporting possible poisonings of individuals who were at the Tabor Community Center. <laughs> earlier uh, for a card game well <laughs> turned out that they were all just really high and <laughs> the recreational marijuana is still illegal in south dakota if you don't know this so the police they I pretty quickly figured out it was michael 
he baked a uh, pan of brownies and she took them to the community card center where they got baked and the police show up at Michael's school the next day and he is probably arrested. So not, not only that, he's arrested at school. So yep. even better. Right. Now, I wonder, I wonder how many students or teachers there were surprised. That's, really? that's my question. He's facing charges now for possession of a controlled substance, which is a yeah. felony and he could face up to five years in jail. Plus yeah. a $10,000 fine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. For getting, getting I, the seniors baked at the senior center at a card game. <laughs> I know. I, what I will say, so when I looked at the photo of him, I, I don't think that any 46-year-old man should be doing a faux hawk. <laughs> I think that that should have been the first uh, <laughs> should have been the first, first warning sign, I guess you could say. Um, oh, God. I, I think that the story really is, is wild, right? This is almost like what you get from like a SNL skit or like a, a yeah. stupid kind of college late night comedy, you know, um, yep. grandmas, I, I guess I, I will say grandmas are usually known for baking goods. Yeah. Not for getting baked. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> which is probably what makes it so good. Right. The cops, uh, I'd say that they immediately knew that the old folks were high. It was pretty obvious because I've never really seen anyone over the age of 60 eating Flaming Hot Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> and all the packs of Werther's Originals, I think, that all the, the wrappings, I guess, of that might have been a giveaway, too. That's probably true. One thing for sure is you can say this was definitely bad potluck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely bad potluck. Yeah, well, let's just they say. about the potluck, huh? Yeah, Right. But I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure Taco Bell is probably getting one of their biggest takeout orders in their history, too, for that matter, from that senior center, you know. Pairing, pairing pot brownies with senior citizens would be an entertaining option. I'd like to have been a fly on the wall watching <laughs> everybody, you know. But, but I guess if you're going to be entertaining wine tasting, maybe you should pair it with cheese, as in mac and cheese. You ever thought about that? I, I mean, not, I've never thought about mac and cheese and wine. Yeah. Well, I mean, now, see, when I was a kid growing up, mac and cheese was never included in your Thanksgiving dinner. But nowadays, it's expected people put mac and cheese in their Thanksgiving dinners. Well, now we're looking at pairing mac and cheese with wine. I mean, wine and cheese, that's kind of a classic, you know. Oh, but yeah. Add the extra two words. Well, it's a little less classy, more like trailer park <laughs> classy, I guess, you know. But there's this poll that's out there that's finding that the top food that men like to pair with wine is mac and cheese so well of course obviously men would want this the number one choice for women well that's not much better they're pairing wine with chicken wings so i i don't know maybe you could argue it's even trashier than mac and cheese i, I don't know i'm not sure I, i'm buying I mean, in chicken wings and wine actually sounds good to me i don't know I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm not big on chicken wings to start with. It's an awful lot of work for very little reward, in my opinion. You know, I spend more of my time gnawing on joints and gristles just to get a little piece of meat, you know. But I, I, I don't know who, if I'm really buying into this poll in the first place. I mean, how many women out there are really sipping Chablis while scarfing down hot wings? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the poll found 80% of us do not follow the classic wine etiquette rules. 44% hold the glass by the bowl instead of the stem. Now, come on. You can't do this. you got to hold it by the stem. Otherwise, you warm up the wine. You just don't want to do that. 43% sometimes even add ice to their wine. Now, that one, I think, is the biggest problem of the whole thing. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, really? And then 32% never swirl or even sniff it, okay? Which, that I do that. 25% are chuggers, not sippers. Now, that's <laughs> just wrong, okay? okay? Unless you're drinking it out of a box. Or, you know? or maybe if you're drinking it in front of your future ex-husband. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And then 10% of Americans admit they usually drink their wine out of a coffee mug. You know, kind of like what I'm doing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but really, I, I mean, I, no, 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 no. I, I, there's a winery in Arkansas that I go down every chance I get when I'm back at home that sell the best muscadine wine. It's Whitaker wines. And I had to buy some Whitaker wine glasses. So I, I go right to my Whitaker wine stemmed glass when I want to drink any kind of wine, you know. Uh, but here's my big question. Is it really necessary to follow wine etiquette, you know, when you're buying the $5 bottles from Trader Joe's bargain bin? <laughs> I mean, I do. Uh, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm in that 20% who actually follow this wine etiquette, but but not like intentionally. It's just, it just comes natural to a classy okay. guy like, yeah. like Weddle. Yeah, but I mean, I like this. Only 17% of the wine consumers make sure they always swirl and sniff the drink. Of course, it turns out 17% of the people also like the smell of their own farts, too. <laughs> yeah, it goes to show you how good that is. I, I, I will tell you, I think one of my favorite comfort food meals um, like this period is pizza, like, like this frozen pizza. I'm okay with frozen pizza. It's good. Frozen yeah. pizza, like a salad, you know, especially yeah. like if I add maybe like apples and, and just yeah. like some lemon and, and salt, pepper, a little bit of oil. Yeah. Uh, we just make our own dressing here cause it's easy and cheaper and yeah. better for you and, sure. and, and tastes better. Um, so it gets some like nice, like kind of salad, frozen pizza and a glass of wine or two. There you go. And, yeah. uh, Add some pepper flakes to the like. Oh man, I, 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 that's my go-to comfort meal if I just want to like chill out and watch a movie uh, after nice. we put the little one to bed. And so nice. I kind of I, I don't know if this you know exactly works, but like I kind of look at the pizza and wine similar to the chicken wings and wine. Maybe pizza and wine. Maybe yeah. it's not as weird though, because like mellow mushroom does that right. But um, you know, <laughs> I've never heard of mac and cheese at least with it. Um, I do have plenty of friends who think that wine goes with literally everything, though. So <laughs> I guess it shouldn't surprise me. Uh, when it comes to, like, new comfort foods, though, there's one um, couple who was pretty warm and comfortable from a li from the liquor they'd been enjoying, kind of like what I'm doing right now as I'm sipping <laughs> a little bit on, on some nice sour mash whiskey. And um, yeah. the, 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 I, I didn't know that the cops do this sometimes. They give you, like, a, like a twofer, like a buy one, get one. Uh, oh, <laughs> in, I would say in a marriage, um, it's important to have a few things in common, right? Like maybe you both like to play uh, like, like um, Pinochle or something, you know? But yeah. this guy in Wisconsin, well, he was caught driving drunk while his wife was with him, 40-year-old mm -hmm. Sarah Stowell. And now this happened in Boscobol, uh, Wisconsin. It's about 70 miles west of Madison near the Iowa line. Well, when, when they were, um, while he was being arrested, Sarah decided to go home. So she jumped in the driver's seat, drove off, hopped a curb, and crashed into a utility pole. <laughs> Turned out she'd been drinking, too. Well, <laughs> so There you go. It was also over the limit. And right after he got arrested for drunk driving, she did as well. So <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> I guess, you know, they, they uh, tie their boats together and they say, you know, we're well, till death do us part. We'll, we'll link arms even if we're well, hey. Wasted. They, they, they're definitely taking their marriage vows all the way to the fullest extent. 
I know. I, I almost think that they should allow each other to share a cell. Now, granted, I don't know if that, <laughs> some people might like that and some people might hate that, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. It depends. I would say likely that she wasn't hurt in the crash, at least. And the car was damaged enough that it wasn't drivable and had to be towed. Uh, I think the bigger thing is that they're both facing separate charges for operating a vehicle while intoxicated. Yeah. I think it sounds like these two had a little bit too much wild turkey. Now they're both yeah. jailbirds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Um, I, I will say that it is hard to believe that this woman crashed into a pole, and mm. if she goes to a women's jail, then she won't be seeing any pole for a while either. I'm afraid not. Mm. Yes, yes, no. exactly true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. You know, for better or for worse, I guess, for drunk, for sober, I mean, whatever may, whatever the case may be. But, I, you know, being under the influence almost always guarantees some kind of an unpredictable outcome. Uh, it never fails, okay? And, and, and frankly, well, some of these outcomes can be kind of shocking, literally, okay? Uh, for instance, like for this one North Carolina man, he had to be rescued after he, he climbed up a, an electrical tower and stayed there for like four hours. You know, those big, huge electrical towers you see when you're driving down through the freeways, okay? 20,000 people ended up without power just to save this boy's life, okay? Um, the TV station in the area, Fox 46, uh, out of the Raleigh area, I believe, reported this one Sunday morning where an officer at the Charlotte Mecklen Mecklenburg Police had reported this guy climbed 85 feet to the top of one of these energized electrical towers off of Woodlawn and Nations Crossings Road. Now, they negotiated for four hours to get this guy to climb down safely. Can you imagine <laughs> spending your Sunday morning trying to talk a guy off the top of an electrical tower? <laughs> so, <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that's what I have to do every morning just to get little poncho ready for church <laughs> well we've got the cmpd major brian foley is saying that the man appeared to be in the advanced stages surprise surprise of drug or alcohol abuse well obviously here's officer foley talking about the life-saving effort and the power outages here that tower was energized with six lines each carrying about 115,000 volts i don't know what your faith is but i think god was watching over him today this is about saving a life so i know some people were upset about their power being cut off but truly this is about trying to protect an individual and keep them from dying and during the event uh, duke energy had to de-energize the tower and that's what caused all the widespread outages because we didn't want the guy to fry while he was sitting up there. Police said that negotiations on the ground were actually made even harder. Now, get this. There were bystanders who weren't even involved, and they were, they were like, interfering. Foley said that people were, like, making jokes on social media or even going as so far as to place bets on whether the guy would fall, <laughs> you know, casting oh, lots gosh. over this casting lots here so actually, i guess there's what, not much going on uh for these folks on sunday morning obviously it's a slow news day i guess right so and, and what, a slow church day right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so, yeah so but but one person actually flew a drone up near the man on the tower so this is i'm telling you this is like everyone's getting involved in this thing once the man finally climbed down off the tower safely he 
was taken into a local hospital to have his head examined, I guess. But law, I mean, law enforcement couldn't believe that this man made his way all the way to the top. Much kind of like the guy himself, I guess they were, you might say, shocked. <laughs> but imagine losing power on a Sunday because of this moron, you know? I mean, how the heck were these poor people supposed to watch the NFL games now that they've been gambling on? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, I um, I guess you could call this like a heart-stopping kind of incident, right? Yeah, um, yeah. When I, uh, I uh, knowing this, like more people are probably upset about the power outage than anything, you know. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've kind of noticed for a lot of people around there, and I guess that's why what it seems like. That's kind of ins- I think the more insane story about that is the the bystanders. Yeah, absolutely. You know, casting lots <clears throat> on the guy. Right, I know. I I will say though that there is, like, like I, I'm glad that the guy got down safe. We do have good news though, right? It, if he happened to get shocked, uh, and his heart actually really did stop, then we might actually be able to help him out by giving yeah. him a new heart yeah. from a pig. I actually saw this story before you even sent it my way. And I was, I was telling Mrs. Poncho about it because these things kind of freak her out. But yeah, but this is, this is actually really good kind of stuff. This is pretty crazy. There's a 57 year old man from Maryland. He became the first person to receive a successful pig to human heart transplant just recently. His name's David Bennett. He's still doing well. He's three days. This is, I'm sure, more than three days here. But at the time that this is written here, it's three days after the first of its kind surgery. And it'll continue to be monitored to determine whether the transplant, it was conducted at the University of Maryland, if it actually provided life-saving benefits. Um, this was a, it was a breakthrough surgery here. It brings us one step closer to solving the organ shortage crisis. There are simply not enough donor hearts available to meet the long list of potential recipients. That's what the surgeon said. Now, Dr. Bartley Griffith, he was the surgeon. It took him about nine hours and saw doctors replace Bennett's heart with one from a one-year-old 240-pound pig that was bred and had its genes edited specifically to provide organs to humans. The pig had 10 genetic modifications. This includes knocking out four genes Uh, such as the one that encodes a molecule causing an aggressive human rejection response and a growth gene that prevents the pig's heart from growing after it was implanted. Hook yourself and you will never die. Transplant all your vital organs. Spoing yourself. New liver and a spleen. You're a hybrid human porker. Ham yourself. You'll get Miss Piggy's lungs and some new kidneys from Peppa Pig. Hog, hog yourself. The doctors operate organs from a sow. Owner of a piggy heart. Owner of a piggy heart. Much better than a donor of a bacon heart. Owner of a piggy. Ah! Owner of a piggy. Ah! 
So that's why he has an inexplicable urge to roll around in his own feces. Right? <laughs> Imagine that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say, I think that everyone's probably happy about about uh, this, except for you know the, the pig. Yeah, and uh, sure. it's, it isn't an incredible, uh, I guess, pig's feet. And in the <laughs> medical community, it's definitely considered a really big squeal. Ooh. Almost, I I feel too bad after that bad pun. Um, <laughs> I, I will say though that the Maryland Hospital said that he's doing well three days after the highly experimental surgery. It's, I mean, I, I look, I think it's incredible. He's alive. He's alert. He's enjoying hospital food from his slop bucket. <laughs> And ironically, he's, he used to hate pigs, but now he's had a change of heart. That's true. <laughs> well, <laughs> this isn't the first animal-to-human organ transplant. Hmm. In the 1960s, multiple people received chimpanzee kidneys. An hmm. infant was actually once also given a baboon heart. Right. And Chris Christie already had a por- has been given a pork belly. That's true. I had forgot mm. about the pork belly. That's exactly yeah. true. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, but but also just keep in mind we were actually putting replacing heart valves with pig valves for for the longest time too. We figured, hey, if a pig valve would work, let's just put the whole heart in. Why not? But definitely a a remarkable medical miracle, that's for sure. Uh, the it's doctor, incredible. Oh, yeah, really. I mean, and and so far he's still doing good. And I think, frankly, the doctor should autograph something, but not quite like this particular surgeon did in this particular instance. <clears throat> okay, here, here, here's a little reminder that, well, even the smartest people can be stupid morons. Okay, <laughs> there's this guy named uh, Simon or Simon Bramall. Simon used to be a use, and and the operative phrase is used to be a prominent transplant surgeon over in the UK. And I, and like I said, like, you know, used to be is simply because he, well, lost his medical license because he was caught carving his initials into two people's livers. So (laughs) this, this actually happened in surgeries back in 2013. He did it with this device called an argon beam coagulator. (laughs) Sounds like something from, you know, Mr. That Bones would use on the set of Star Trek or something. I was thinking it sounds like a Star Trek thing, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, but each, each letter was about an inch and a half tall. He was caught the follow. This is the crazy part. The guy was caught the following year when another surgeon had to come in and do a follow-up procedure. And he sees Simon's initials on this dude's liver. Okay, so he ends up losing his license and he gets convicted for two counts of assault back in 2017. Well, now the kicker is he's back in the news now because he recently got his medical license back. So his case came up for review here a while back. And, well, he admitted that what he did was stupid and entirely wrong. Well, I'm glad at least he realizes that. So he was allowed to practice again. But then there was this medical tribunal who reversed that decision. They said that this was such a big breach of trust between doctors and patients. He shouldn't be allowed to practice again, ever. So he's got about a month to try to appeal that decision. Honestly, I guess 
uh, it could have been worse. I mean, instead of his initials, he could have signed his full name. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But it could have been imagine. graffiti of a letter eight in a, a, a. He could have drawn dicks on the on the livers. You know, like every he graffiti could, I've seen everywhere. You know. Yeah, that's ex- kind of what <laughs> I was thinking as well. You know, I mean, but so, but he just signs his initials on this woman's liver. I mean, I don't know who, who did he think was going to see him. You know, that's the thing. You know, I, I would like it better if they called it like a like a tag, you know, yeah. instead of like it like a signature. It's like a like you like you imagine this like a world where you've got two kind of like or maybe three different kind of doctor tribes or clans, you know, like like gangs right. of doctors. And right. you're like, oh man, God, he tagged my liver. Oh, that's <laughs> it. You know what? Like, you know, th- I guess this means on you know now territory of of, of the. Uh, I, I don't. Oh, I don't know any big doctor names. To be, what, what would they call me? The argon yeah. beam coagulators. It sounds like a, <laughs> yeah. sounds like a gun from the like the video game Doom. Honestly, though, <laughs> it's, I well, I wouldn't be mad if 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 this guy replaced my liver if he did a good job, um, and and it saved my life. I would be I would be pleased to have his initials carved in. I think to me, what this tells me is that this guy isn't just a surgeon; he's an artist. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm being like the artists sign their work, and I mean, this is like I, I'm sure that I, if this were to go to court, I, 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 I could see some wiggle room for you know for talking about like the art of surgery or something. I don't know. Um, the thing about it is, if the if the woman ever decides to donate her liver, I mean, maybe it'll be worth more money because it's assigned the procedure now. That's that is true. It's autographed, so yeah. I, um, see? Uh, you know, uh, uh, so <laughs> there's a story that I haven't told you. I think you're going to find it hilarious. Um, you know how car dealerships and stuff, they they usually kind of, I guess, what, tag and autograph their cars yeah. with, with their name. When you So when you drive it off the lot, you're kind of advertising their name as you, right. you know, ha- have their kind of like, I guess their decal on the back of your car right. with that. And um, I... <laughs> I I don't think I've ever told you this, and it's hilarious. I forget how funny it is because it's become such a normal thing for me. But mm-hmm. I think it's probably now. Now's a good transition to tell you about Mrs. Poncho's fit beaver. Now, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we we bought a my, my Mrs. Poncho. She's a fan of Hondas, right? She likes okay. she likes Hondas. Um, that's why she goes for. So we we bought this Honda Fit. A few years back, okay. when her her uh, previous Honda, um, this is an old Honda, it, it had finally kind of been biting the dust, and I'm I'm surprised we even got there, and and so we went to this place in town here um, in St. Augustine, it's called Beaver Toyota, and so <laughs> see where this is going now. Uh, on the back of our car, it literally says the word Fit because it's a Honda Fit, and underneath sure. the word Fit is the word Beaver. <laughs> because it came to Toyota. So every time we drive this car around, it's got the word fit beaver on the back of the car. And uh, I find it hilarious. Uh, I had to explain to Mrs. Poncho when we first saw that, I was like, do you want to take this off? Because, uh, <laughs> and she was like, well, I don't want to like ruin the paint. What if it is, you know, under there. So and at this point, I think it's too, too far gone. There's going to forever yeah. be some kind of, you know, like, I guess discolorate. You're going to see something there anyway. So, We've just embraced the fact that that Mrs. Poncho drives her Fit Beaver all around town. Sometimes 
she even lets me ride in the in the fit beaver and uh oh god and the whole family sometimes can do but it is it is a and if you know like what a honda fit is it's a compact car but yeah. it, it, you can fit a surprising amount of stuff in it because it's a hatchback so oh yeah um, uh it's so so now now that you know um you know mrs poncho and maybe maybe if you come uh, down again here, we could give you a ride in the Fit Beaver as well. Well, I I I I, I that would be that would be very very cool. I would probably like that, but I I'm glad that you uh, were able to enlighten me about your wife's about your wife's Beaver. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I I can just see it now. I'll walk up to Mrs. Poncho and say, "Can I sit on your Beaver?" <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> this is why like, I'm not allowed to make jokes anymore at home. I, um, <laughs> I'm too immature for it. I, um, uh, so, so <laughs> with this in mind here, I, I would say that um, uh, something that I'm going to is... <laughs> I'm, I'm let you transition into this next story. <laughs> <laughs> the tra- there's a real transition that we can take into this, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm being... come, come, coming off of talking about a fit beaver. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I'm, I'm going to always remember the fit beaver. <laughs> it's just it's so good. So, um, so I guess something that, that I've, I've learned recently um, that, that, Mrs. Poncho's car hasn't has in common. I, I guess we could say Mrs. Poncho Beaver. Mrs. Poncho's Beaver has in common uh, with dolphins, apparently. Uh, uh-huh. and so we, you know, like we've heard of afternoon delight, but have you heard of examples of aquinal delight? Female <laughs> dolphins <laughs> apparently, and they have a functional clitoris that provides pleasure when stimulated. Well, and so. I, I guess this is according to a study published in the journal Current Biology, and um, I, and I, it's my favorite science journal that comes with um, with with, a, <laughs> with full centerfolds, right? <laughs> I, I can't. Um, so now I I have heard this before that like I think dolphins are one of the only other animals that that may perform in this kind of activity just for, for pleasure, not for reproductive purposes. Um, yeah. But I do want, want to know more than this. So is that I would love to know who volunteered to perform this study. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cause I don't know if it's something I feel comfortable doing. Oh um, man. Scientists, they've discovered a clitoris like structure with sensory nerves and erectile bodies in the vaginal entrance of bottlenose dolphins. And that is a sentence I never thought I'd be saying in my entire life. <laughs> and uh, and I, I about 70% regret having said it just now. Um, well, researchers say that its location and previous animal observations suggest that it could be stimulated during copulation. Yeah. Dolphins, uh, they're known to be very social creatures that I have bet. sex throughout the year and forge and maintain social bonds, researchers say. Previous studies, they have found that the, the clitoris in the vagina could make stimulation during sex likely. And mm. there have been reports of females rubbing each other's, uh, you know, stuff with their snouts, clippers, <laughs> 
and flukes. So ah, I you see. know those dolphins are getting freaky. And <laughs> all of you that never wanted to hear this stuff will never be able to unhear it now. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, well, now, you know, when I used to watch the old, uh, the, the, I used to have a favorite TV show I watched in the 60s. It was from the 60s called Flipper. I think I know now why Flipper was so happy most of the time during the TV show. <laughs> You oh know? my goodness! And it probably <laughs> explains that that chirping noise that they make, and they get real happy too. You know, I think you know. I, I would be surprised if you know w- women could make the same sound. Come to think of it, you know, I have no idea. But I, I'm <clears> just <throat> waiting for the free Willy and female dolphin. I guess there adult film to come out. Mm. There we go. There we go. For the new yeah. free free Willy too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, 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 <clears throat> I guess the, the, the male dolphins can steal a little, um, uh, what, what was it that you called it? Uh, aquinal delight. Aquinal. So, I, if they can outcompete those, those, uh, female dolphins, apparently. Absolutely. Mm. I guess that, you know, there, there's a reason that they have bottle noses. So <laughs> that's the only thing I can say. <laughs> so, well, so, suddenly I think maybe biology may be a, a really popular course of study for uh, guys that would like to get into uh, a new uh, career field. <clears throat> oh, Particularly when it comes to, you know, studying dolphin research now, I guess. So, but I, I don't know. But <laughs> Well, we've got some we've got some really good people that are some some people that are asking questions and uh, wanting to get some advice from Poncho in our Ask Poncho segment here. And uh, I don't know wh- where we get these from, but um, we've got Adrian who has got a uh, a problem, and we, this is sort of close to home because, well. <clears throat> Grandma kind of has the same problem here too when we go to Cracker Barrel, you know, so. <laughs> But but that Adrian has, is asking Pancho. He's he's looking for help. He says my girlfriend perpetually steals things from restaurants. <clears throat> okay, now I remember the one time years ago, uh, back when you could cross over into Canada without a passport. I was going up to see friends up in southern Ontario, and they introduced me to Tim Hortons uh, donuts, which was all over Canada, and they're just now starting to come into the United States. And they've got the best coffee in the world. So we would always spend our late nights at, at a Tim Hortons somewhere drinking coffee and, you know, socializing and eating donuts and all this kind of thing. That's what they do in Canada. And as and, I, you know, I was getting ready to leave. We This is like 1.30 or so in the morning. We're walking out and we're getting in our cars. And one of my Canadian friends hands me an actual Tim Hortons coffee cup that they serve there in the store. Like, what's this? He goes, here, you can take this back to the States with you. I'm like, what? He walked off with a coffee cup from the restaurant. I still have it here at the house. So I guess this seems to be a problem with Adrian. He says, I don't know if I'd call my girlfriend a kleptomaniac because it's not like she perpetually steals things. In fact, well, she only steals from restaurants, you know, like pint glasses. She's got this collection of pint glasses. I'm pretty sure she stole them from all the restaurants. And her argument is that, well, the glass is included in the price. And then she sneaks it out in her purse. He says, I've never seen anything like it. So maybe (laughs) he's he's looking for a little advice on how he can confront this little situation with his girlfriend. (laughs) I think that you need to start looking up what the statute of limitations are on (laughs) on coffee mugs and pint glasses. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's I look. I, I think that's definitely a little weird. Yeah. I've gotten you know like like um, I, I've taken home glasses from like Joe's Crab Shack and stuff before. Uh, right. When it says on the menu, oh, the glass is included. But usually these things specify when the glass is included versus not. That's definitely not a common knowledge thing that every glass that you drink from is expensive. I, I will say, so in you've got two routes, right? You can either get her to stop because that's weird. I think it's weird. Um, it's stealing, right? But But if you were like, look, this is going to be on her and she's going to take the fall for it. What I think you need to start doing is go to fancier restaurants because uh-huh. I, I think fancier restaurants are going to have nicer glassware. And so True. at least you could kind of start kind of improving your glassware gradually that well, way in the well, progress. Right. Or, or maybe go somewhere that has your favorite kind of drinks to drink from and or glasses. And, and at least then you're getting a little bit something out of it yourself. Right. I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking maybe he should just start to, every time they go out to eat, just find the, the local Hooters. <laughs> You're like, here, you, you, how about you take a glass home with you and I'll take a Hooters girl home with me <laughs> and you, and we'll see how quickly your habit stops after this. Right. <laughs> but I could, I couldn't see her stealing a Hooters glass. That's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, or or you, that that you you drive a really good point on find the ugliest glass where you can, and she's not going to be tempted to steal it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. This is why you can't go to nice places. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got one here as well. This is from Anna Molly. She says, "My cousin lives about an hour away. We were very close growing up, but I have kids and she doesn't, so that naturally makes you hang out with people less." I feel you there now uh she says but she's been making regular trips as of late which is great but i think the main reason is i live near trader joe's and she goes there on her way home i mean i also love trader joe's so i get it are there any other places you like to visit um of the stores like that just don't exist near you I well, hey, uh, totally valid point for trader joe's so i think that uh, molly or anna uh, you you need to thank Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's is bringing your cousin to you, ah. uh, right? Even if she's – you might be upset that she's going for Trader Joe's, but just be glad that you get a little bit more of your cousin in your life. That wouldn't exist True. without that Trader Joe's there. And so, yeah. uh, and also the fact you got a Trader Joe's so by anyway, how could you be mad at them, right? They're $5 <laughs> wine. I talk about it. It's good stuff. Um, we're, well, we're also going to find a bottle Trader of Joe Italian wine it. – you know, from for five dollars, yeah. Your trend um, sells it. I, that is true, right? That that is true. I don't know if they if they have that five dollar wine there. I guess it depends on your state's liquor laws. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I guess there's a store for me. Uh, there, there's a store down here that is only shows up in a few places called Lucky's. It's like a grocery store, mm-hmm. and um, but they have some really unique and interesting food there. And they, and they can do, have some really good prices for things too, but mostly I go there for the the unique kind of stuff because it's a little further out where, where both locations are near us. But they have these awesome gummy bears, and they, and they actually have like a like a, a mug holder, I guess, like for pint glasses, so you can go grocery shopping with a pint of, of beer that they sell there. Um, nice. Like from the tap, and I, I've actually never gotten that because I feel like that's a, a surefire way for me to spend way too much money in a grocery store. But um, 
<laughs> but I, I, I have gone out of my way for luckies like that, for sure. You get lucky at luckies. I know. I, I think Ikea is another one that would work for that, too, in terms of true. bringing visitors in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, but uh, yeah, I, I can see, though, where Animali would probably feel a little used, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you only like me for my Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're like, yeah, they, I guess he, like, throw, throwing away, like, uh, the paper bags that Trader Joe's hands out there instead. Yeah, right. Plastic, yeah. So, so are you ready for some insane games? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to go out and take a picture of Mrs. Poncho's Fit Beaver for you as well, just so you believe me. If you like the podcast, oh my goodness, why don't you share it with somebody, you know? I'm sure they'd appreciate it too. Because, you know, trust me, we've all done something stupid. And when we hear the stupidity of others, it sort of makes us feel better. And by the way, there's that subscribe button on your podcast player. Be sure and hit that so you can get your stupid fixed. Got new episodes delivered every time they're published. Now, you know, you get two feeds a week, which includes our midweek bonus feed that drops every Wednesday with the insane week in review and the genius awards for those stupendous stupidities. And then Saturdays, we have the weekend feed that features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, with the stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And we always enjoy a weekly round of the insane game show, which you can play along at home. You can also subscribe and listen on your phone by going to at Insane Eric Lane on your Facebook app. Uh, on your app for your phone, look for the podcast tab on my Facebook page and subscribe there. But keep in mind, the podcast tab on my Facebook page is only available on the mobile app, not yet on the desktop web version. And I'm also on Substack as well, where the podcast is published there at ericlane.substack.com. And of course, since I picked the five-star stupidity, do me a favor and give this podcast a five-star rating. And while you're at it, why don't you write a really stupid review of the podcast, okay? Because when you rate and review the podcast, it sort of helps to improve its searchability out there, like anybody's going to be searching for stupidity. But it will maybe get more folks to listen. And I might even read your review on an upcoming episode. So you can also interact with the podcast and get these real-time updates, a little behind-the-scenes stuff, and kind of uh, any other surprises if you want to download the telegram messenger app and subscribe to insane eric lane's stupid world telegram channel uh, there you can have a little more interactive uh, uh, fun by leaving comments about what you've read i'll share articles about some of the well stupidity that you actually hear including some of the videos and the pictures that we talk about all the time so visit t.me slash insane eric lane that's t.me slash insane eric lane you'll get a preview of the channel and you can actually hit the little download button and put telegram messenger app on your device whether it's a desktop or mobile or for a windows linux platform or android or apple platform and don't forget Follow me on Facebook and Twitter just by using that handle at insane, A-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And stop by the website sometime because my feeds are on my website at insaneericlane.com.
I saw the picture of the fit beaver. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> that was a test and you failed. I, I you saw. Weren't, you weren't supposed to look at my wife's fit beaver. <laughs> if this ends up on the internet, Mrs. Poncho is going to. It, it, I'm thinking about making it the, the, the actual episode artwork for this week's podcast. <laughs> you can totally do that. It's, it's a real picture. I'm telling you. I, um, and anyone who gets turned on by my wife's fit beaver, you're nothing but a dolphin lover. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can go stick your snout in a dolphin. <laughs> oh my, yeah. I I saw this. I'm going. Oh, this is a perfect. This is a perfect artwork for the episode. Uh, you know, so <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the title of the episode. Mrs. Poncho's Fit and, Beaver. Yeah, pa- Poncho's. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and next, <laughs> next week you'll hear me talking about former Mrs. Poncho. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Everyone's gonna be talking. Man, I'll tell you, Poncho, Poncho's wife's got the fittest beaver in the whole state. <laughs> <laughs> it's legendary. <laughs> oh man! So I guess with with that in mind, we should start off our insane games of strip club or daycare. Oh yeah, I think that I think that works for me. That's very I'm trying to get dolphins out of the mind. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, so all, all right. Well, let's see if you can figure out this business here, whether it's a day club or a strip club. Your first a business. A day club. Is, yeah, right. You're, it's, a, it's a fit club, fitness club. There we go. Your your first business is in East Orange, New Jersey. It's called Sunflower Seeds. <laughs> Sunflower Seeds. Well, um, I, I would hate to think about what seeds would stand for at a strip club, but I thought you're usually not supposed to touch the girls, or so I. Yeah, well, I, I Here, so I, I think that this is this is somewhere I could see Mrs. Poncho actually parking her fit beaver. Yeah. Uh huh. So it would be. Uh, what? It's, a, it's, it's a daycare. I should probably be more uh-huh. specific. Yes, yeah. it is a daycare. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you could probably park your fit beaver at a daycare without any problem. It's sunflower seeds. Here's one, though, you may have to think twice on. It's called Honey's Place in Gary, Indiana. Oh, gosh. Spell the word honey for me. It's H O N E Y, apostrophe H- S. H O N E Y, Honey's Place. Honey's uh, Place, well, Gary, yeah, Indiana. Yeah. You, you, oh gosh, I mean, Gary, Indiana. But look, there are strip clubs everywhere. Okay, Honey's Place yep. sounds like a strip club. I'm gonna go mm. with it. You're mm. gonna go with the strip club. In the land of milk and honey. It's mm. the land of milk and honey, in, in the heart of America, <laughs> right there. <clears throat> definitely. A strip <laughs> it's club a, you're, you're looking at the heart of America, right? That's not the chest of America. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Here's one in West Park, Florida. Where is West Park, Florida? Ever heard of it? I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, it's called the Playhouse. The Playhouse. These <laughs> ones are always tough because they're so vague. Playhouse. Yes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a daycare for this one. Mm, in West Park, Florida, <laughs> it's a strip club. Oh <laughs> no! I'm wondering if that isn't somewhere down like on the on the on the Gulf Coast of, of Florida somewhere. I don't know. I've just never heard of West Park. But here's one that I think it's gonna be. This is gonna be pretty obvious, but you never know. Um, this is in Bloomington, Indiana, 
and it's called Whippersnappers. <laughs> Whippersnappers. I, look, any strip club named Whippersnappers, I think, <laughs> needs to be investigated and shut down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, daycare on this one. <laughs> I think that's pretty safe right there. Yes, indeed. All right. So, yeah, come here, you whippersnapper. I'll put a dollar in your... Yeah, okay. Uh, unless that was the name of, of Jeffrey Epstein's island, then I think that's that... Tri- yeah. That's a safe, or, or, I think that's a safe bet for uh, daycare. It could be Jeffrey Epstein's uh, yacht near his island, I guess. I don't know. But All right. Your last business <clears throat> is in Chicago, Illinois. And I don't know. I'm not so sure about this title. It's called The Pink Monkey. The Pink Monkey. I know what you're supposed to do with monkeys. (laughs) You're supposed to slap the monkeys. And uh, I can't think about what what color of monkey that you'd be slapping more at a strip club than a pink monkey. Than a pink monkey. Yes, Mm. that is indeed a strip club. (laughs) Uh, Yes. uh, All right. Well, we did pretty well on that one, I think. (laughs) Think could, we, you imagine, could you imagine? Like, like monkeys also are obviously are, are notorious for flinging poop. That's true. Can you imagine the strippers flinging poop like at the pink monkey? That, that's, that's right. Strippers it's, flinging poop. This is the image I'm at, getting in my head right now from that. Oh man, I think I think that that whiskey is starting to warm you up really well. <laughs> no, so. I, I, sadly, I've got this sense of humor all, all times of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see about uh, maybe a round of golf or rehab here. Our golf course or rehab uh, here on our Insane Games. And uh, here is a business that you can tell me based on its name and maybe its location, whether it's a golf course or rehab. This is in Cantonment, Florida. It's called Cypress Lakes. Cypress Lakes. Um, I, I think that this is going to be a golf course. Yeah, and I think in Cantonment, Florida, that would be pretty safe. That's probably true. All right. And uh, here's a business that is called White Oaks in Peoria, Illinois. Oh, White Oaks just sounds like a uh, like a rehab. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And they probably need plenty of them rehabs in Peoria, Illinois, for sure. <laughs> so... All right. Your third business is in Washington, Illinois, called Quail Meadows. Quail Meadows. Uh, Well, when I think of meadows, I definitely think of a golf course. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Although, to be honest with you, it it could have been a rehab, too. I mean, you know, peaceful and quiet with quails in the meadows. You know, I don't know. I'm still thinking of white oaks. Like, we... uh, you know, we age our rehabs, uh, yeah. I guess rehabies, in yes. nice white oak barrels. Yes, We That's let them true. mellow, you know, before that we uh, bottle sounds, them up and send them out. Sounds very, uh, very reclusive, actually. Yes, yes. Okay. Here's one in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, called Sugar Creek. Sugar Creek. Um, well, Sugar Creek sounds like a strip club to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think that Sugar Creek is going to be, um, I'm going to say a golf course. Yeah, definitely a golf course, yeah. indeed. <laughs> so, you know, there, there, there with was a, a golf course with strippers. Well, right. No, uh, that, 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 I, I'm thinking the, the strip club would be Sugar Crack. Something like that. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually much more likely. 
Sugar Creek would be more, maybe where all the old ladies go to golf course. And, yeah, right, right. Yeah. All right. Your last business is called Atlantic Shores in Millsboro, Delaware. Atlantic Shores in Delaware. Um, I'm going to go with a, a rehab here. Yeah. You, you're, yeah. You're pretty much on the money on this this week. I think you hit every one of them, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, so, I, every once in a while, it happens there. Yeah. yeah. Actually did you very well some, on that. So you want all right, well, let's, see, let, let, let's see how well you do on, uh, on on entertainers with our porn star or weatherman here. So oh, yeah. Some of these are, 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 are um, well, creative at best. All right. So um, we have uh, one entertainer's name, his uh, who goes by Marcus Bailey. Marcus Bailey. I, I think this is a weatherman. Oh yeah, that's got a weatherman feel yeah. to it, right there. If, if it was Absolutely. a porn star, it'd be it'd be bailing the hay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Marcus works at WISH in Indianapolis, Indiana. All right, your next entertainer's name is Brian Pumper. <laughs> Brian Pumper. <laughs> oh my gosh! The only thing I can think that would be better for this is if his name was Richard. Um, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is definitely a porn star. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't get away from that. Absolutely. <laughs> Ryan Pumper. Oh, my gosh. I'm not even, I don't even want to touch that at all. All right. Your next entertainer's name is R.J. Heim. R.J. <laughs> if it was R.J. Hyman, I think I know where I'm going to go with this. But with R.J. Heim, I think that that's going to be a weatherman, though. Yes, he is yeah. a weatherman. The, the, the extra syllable makes all the difference. That's right. <laughs> that's right. He's a weatherman at NBC10 in Rhode Island. So, all right, here's one for you. Yeah, the entertainer's name is Jamelo Phillips. <laughs> Jamelo Phillips? Yep, Jamelo Phillips. Uh -huh. Jermelo Phillips. Um, you know, weathermen tend to have some of these crazy names sometimes. I'm going to go with the weatherman. Yes. It's a weatherman at W-E-A-R in Pensacola, Florida. There you go. It's a J-A-M-A-R-L-O. Jamarlo. Jamarlo Phillips. So, yeah, interesting name. So, how about this one, though? This guy's name is Frank Major. Frank Major. <laughs> oh, I see. So when, when you uh, are like filing his name, it's Major Frank. Um, <laughs> I know what that means. And yeah. uh, I think that this is a guy that likes to hang out with dolphins and <laughs> film porn movies. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. He probably has a fit beaver, too. But... <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, he's a porn star. Absolutely. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. All right. And. We have Steakhouse or Gay Bar next right now, so let's see how well you do with that. You're you're scoring pretty good this week. Oh, I'm doing good, yeah. Yeah, so, all right, your first business here uh, is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, called Tropical Acres. Tropical Acres. Um, all right, and th this is a... Um, it's either a steakhouse or a gay steakhouse bar. Steakhouse or gay bar. Well, Tropical Acres, I, I think this is going to be a steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. That sound doesn't have that kind of name for the gay bar for some reason. It, it, it doesn't. Sounds like a place that you want to get like tourists to come into. You know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, here's one called Donnie's Saloon in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. <laughs> Donnie's Saloon. Um, well, is, is Donnie spelt with a silent G in there as well? Like <laughs> oh, Donnie's. No. It, <laughs> 
this is a, and, uh, I think that more often than not, saloons, they tend to bring in the, I guess, the gay audience. I don't know. That's what I've, I've noticed with this game. I'm going to go with a, a gay bar. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's in, it's in Myrtle Beach, so that tells you plenty right there. So, all right. That is true. Here is another business. It's in Altoona, Iowa, called the Big Steer. <laughs> the Big Steer. All <laughs> right. Um, and, and this is and well, okay. Well, but Steer, like that, that is a very steakhousey name too, though. Yes. Um, yes. I. It could also be a euphemism too. <laughs> It could be. Um, it, it really could be. I, I'm going to go with the steakhouse, though. Yeah, uh, that's good. You went with your gut on that one. That's good. You went with your gut instead of something else. That was a, that's, that's how you do it. So, all right. Here's one in Roswell, New Mexico. It's called the Cowboy Cafe. The Cowboy Cafe in Roswell, <laughs> New Mexico. I've you know I've been right in that area, and yeah, I um. I, I, I think that there were a lot more steakhouses there. And uh, granted, I I probably wasn't looking for the other. So yeah, um, it is yeah. a steakhouse. Absolutely, I like this particular name of this business. And the strange thing is, it's located in Mystic, Connecticut. Okay, the name of the business, and you have to listen very carefully because it's a long business name. It's called Captain Decker Inn. <laughs> Captain D, Packer in. You're packing in. I, look, uh, I think I know what you're packing in, and I think I know where you're packing it. Um, I think this is a gay bar. It's a steakhouse. Captain, Captain Daniels Packer in. That's it. And, and N is with an E, I N N E. Okay. So, I N N E. Yeah, okay. so it's Captain Daniel Packer in. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know who thought that one up, but I get they get the award for just the strangest name for anything. Whether, <laughs> That's true. Doesn't matter. I, but I will say, if I saw that, I would be more intrigued to go there as a restaurant than this than, is true. Right than the big steer. I'd be like, I don't even know what I'm getting there, but Captain Daniel's Packer in. What yeah. in the world? Like, I, it would bring me in over the others, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Definitely so. So, all right. Well, you got your me, last, Captain D. <laughs> your last insane game is the favorite fake news or Florida. So, we've got some headlines that you have to determine whether they are fake or Florida or possibly a future headline story. Who never knows? So, your, your first headline is uh, involving a Palatka man. Where's Palatka? Ever heard? Oh, of that's close by. It's like so. If I drove like maybe forty-five minutes, uh, kind of more further west from where I'm at, yeah. Then in the country, I mean, it's gonna be country. Okay. Uh, a good friend of mine, his wife is from Palatka. Okay, well, we got the story mm. of a Palatka Gives man. You a lot of trailer parks in Palatka. <laughs> okay, uh, a Palatka man was arrested after asking deputies to test the quality of his meth that he bought off of a local drug dealer. <laughs> I oh gosh, well you know what I can see this happening. I'm gonna say that that's Florida. Yeah, it is yeah. Florida. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely got a good trailer park feel to it right there. For oh, sure. yeah. 
All right. Here's another headline. Police in the town of Bunnell arrested a couple for leaving their kids in the car while they watched the Super Bowl inside a bar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. It's like, like what you do with your dog or something. And people <laughs> don't like it when you do that with your dog. What about with your kids? Yeah. Um, I, now, you said the Super Bowl. Has the Super Bowl even gone on yet? I think that this is fake news. You think it's fake news? <laughs> it's a real story. <laughs> it happened oh, last past man. year. <laughs> oh. Yep. I wonder if Brunel is like a town like Palatka. Oh my goodness. I you know, it wouldn't surprise me if you're doing yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, here's another headline with a Fort Lauderdale man who was arrested for DUI after he slammed his car into a police station. Oh my goodness. Um I this does seem a little bit too good though. So I, I yeah. think this is fake news. <laughs> Definitely yeah. fake news. <clears throat> yeah, it was definitely like a good setup. That may, may, might be a good, you know, possible story if you want to do one for a TV show or something, I guess, you know. But anyway. All right. Your next headline involves a Pompano Beach woman who told police she shouldn't get a DUI because her cat was driving. <laughs> her, her cat was. Uh, are you saying that? <laughs> <Never mind>. I, <laughs> <laughs> we talking about a, what, what was she driving? Was that going to be a fit pussy cat? Um, <laughs> her, her, cat <laughs> her cat was driving her fit beaver. That's what it was. <laughs> that, that must be it. I <laughs> things are things are getting a little bit too weird for me now. Between all these cats and yeah. fit beavers and dolphins, I'm getting a little weird. I think that this is a real Florida story, though. Yeah. <laughs> It was a fake news story. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. It, that, that was a little weird, though. That's for sure. So, all right. Your last headline involves uh, this uh, little incident where police in the town of Parrish arrested a man for assaulting his wife with a Taco Bell burrito. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I guess that would be considered an assault with a deadly weapon, at least. It would. I think that's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely florida <laughs> yeah and uh, that 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 can be that can be deadly in, in going in or coming out one way or the other <laughs> right i will say i would rather be assaulted with a taco bell burrito before it was eaten than yeah. after yeah. it was eaten yeah yeah i agree totally agree with you on that one absolutely <laughs> so all right well listen i'm gonna let you get back to your fit beaver so and we'll we'll um we'll we'll deal with the the picture uh when the podcast finally comes out so you'll <laughs> oh that sounds good for me if you need yeah. a better picture i can uh i can do it in natural lighting and stuff too i can uh... <laughs> you know it's, it's always you know usually in in the way most of the podcast works you know you got your logo which is the main image and so usually if the in, in a lot of the podcast players you know if the, if the if you're going to listen to an episode of the podcast and it has not been, you know, uh, considered listened or, or, or finished, it's got the, the episode picture. And then when you finished, it's been finished. Then you go back to the, the logo or something. So I'll get to, I'll get to try out my new episode feature fit picture with a fit beaver this time. Oh, that's good. It'll, <laughs> well, like you said, uh, if you want a better picture there, I'll get one in the daylight tomorrow. Oh no. Oh no. It, it's it looks I can I can see the beaver and everything. Oh, I I bet yes, it's uh... a. <laughs>
So, uh, and and you and en- you enjoy giving baby Poncho his urine bath, also. <laughs> I, I consider his prep for Versace modeling. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.